Hello, Niklas. My name is Anastasia. I'm from GCI St. Petersburg and from uh, the business committee of GCI. And uh, we are here today to hold an interview with you and to learn more about the role of investments and basically the future of the investments and about your role in Frygeist Capital Company and the role of the company itself in the European startup system. Uh, so first of all, let me thank you for joining us for this meeting. And uh, I would like to ask you to speak a little bit about yourself, about your career and how you became a partner in Freigeist Capital. Yeah, hi Anastasia. Thank you for inviting me and, and having you in your podcast. Um, I'm Niklas, one of the partners from, from Freigeist Capital. We are an early stage investment fund based in, in Germany, close to Cologne and Bonn, um, but we invest all over Europe. I think what sets us apart is that we purely invest our own money. That means the, the money from our founding partners and partners here at Freigeist. We have some external advisors who have invested some capital, but overall we are the partners who are providing the capital. So that gives in the end a strong alignment with founders. And um, on the other side, we decided to really focus on really few investments. So we like to do two to three investments per year in order to have the full support for, for building up the companies. So that's basically about us. We invest early stage seeds between uh, one, 1.5, in some cases, 2 million euros. And um, we like to be on the entrepreneur side. So when coming into companies, we like to be hands on really building up the companies. That's what we have done in, in several several companies in our portfolio I'm sure we are going to talk about later. Um, I personally have a background in, in business. I grew up in a family uh, where my father was funding an old company in the construction space, which is not the most digital startup space, but it excited me to build up, build up a company, had to really be operatively hands-on in, in creating something. And that's, that was in my blood somehow. And um, I wanted to find a, a job later on where I could really fulfill that passion for building up early stage companies. And that's why I got into investing and especially in early stage investment and being in an operative venture capital fund. So being really hands-on with founders, that's what excited me to see on a daily basis when you're hiring people, when you are running a project. And that's what I like instead of being just in the high level overview part of managing a deal in a once a month call. And that's, that's not for me. That's why I decided to go to, to Freigeist after several stations and consulting and, and private equity. And um, yeah, I'm now for, until now I'm four years with Freigeist and uh, one of the five partners. Oh, that sounds great. Thank you very much, Niklas. And can you tell me if your education helped you to find your way in the investment or it was something a little bit different, let's say? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I went to university in, in WHU in Koblenz, which is a yeah, famous business, uh, business, business university in Germany, and which um, brought up a lot of founders um, in the past who had built up successful companies. So when you started going to university, you see around you people founding companies, also being brave enough to found a company and see that what's possible. And that's obviously a motivation for being a young student to see what's feasible because in the in the early days you are you have a lot of respect and you need to be brave to see okay well, how did they do that how did they get a team of i don't know hundreds of people and they, at such a young age how how they were capable to do that and it's definitely exciting to see i think the university gave us a lot of 
surrounding, really putting together nice events, getting in contact with startups, with investors, so getting into this world pretty early on. And it definitely helped me in order to, to also sharpen my mindset and get be open for this space and, and this career field. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Nicholas. Uh, that's really interesting. Uh, okay, coming back to the investments, uh, can you give me some more information about how do you search for the um, candidates, let's say, who are interesting for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I think there are different pillars how we find deals. First of all, um, our CEO is really famous in German or in the Dach region um, because he's on the Shark Tank TV show or has been on the Shark Tank TV show. So that's why we have a lot of public publicity and people know us from being public and being in the, in the press and being on TV shows and stuff like that. But besides that, we, besides our network, we, we try to be really close to universities, research institutes um, in all over Europe. So having strong collaborations with them, because from our perspective, a lot of people when founding a company go back to these universities, institutes, incubation programs, accelerators, because they like to get access to the network and they can also help pretty well in the early days. So we try to have strong collaborations there. And last but not least, we, we also try to use databases because we cannot be present everywhere in Europe and we are a limited team. So we try to have an overview by data to see what's going on in different markets. Um, and I would say yeah, these are the three pillars how we do our deal flow management. So you are covering basically the whole Europe, am I right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say obviously Germany and, and countries which are a bit more closer are easier for us to, to approach um, and we have a, a better network, but we are open to invest all over Europe. We actually had recently a deal um, from a team in, from Russia. So yeah, we, we are open to do business everywhere and uh, believe that we can build up fund country, uh, companies everywhere in Europe. We also invested in, in Indurosat, which is a company from Romania, which was also special for us. But yeah, I think distances are getting closer. You can collaborate with video conferencing systems pretty easy. So we, we believe in, in strong Europe. That's great. And uh, what are the prerequisites for someone who wants to find an investor, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. to contact you? So what should they have in order to be able to contact you and yeah. I think first of all we we really needed strong technology so that's the basis of all our investments that can be in hardware can be in software that can be hardware software in combination but we want to see that there's a technology developed over some period of time where you have intellectual property know-how patents maybe so you need some technical defensibility so No matter what happens, you have strong technology and the rest can be built around it. But that's the basis of all our investments. So taking Lilium, there was a lot of engineering. Taking Duosat, also a lot of engineering software or also a pure software player like Central. They have developed strong software over over a decade almost. And that's what we are looking for. So strong fundamentals in the technology and then building on technology a product which really adds value to customers and partners. But in the second part, besides product and and technology, this combination needs to address something really huge in the world. So we're not doing anything which is in a niche. We want to solve problems which are existing ideally worldwide or addressing a really huge market. And then I would say the remaining part is really the team. I think 
almost 50% from a decision in the end, from my point of view, is team decision because we're really early on. You really bet on the founders in the early days and you need to have a really good feeling about the founding team and um, yeah, about industry experience, startup experience, and then later on also company building experience. That's other dimensions which are really important for a team. And that's definitely the combination later on. Great, thank you. I read also in LinkedIn that uh, the firm specializes in identifying and backing extraordinary founders at an early stage, even before their companies have been founded. So here, I guess you mean that you are working with the universities, as you mentioned, right? For with example, students. yeah. Yeah, also not only universities, it's so students who are thinking about founding something or developing something in their, in their minds. That's, that's one part, but also with researchers. So for example, Kraftblock is, Martin is the CEO and founder. He has a chemical background. So he developed this technology over years and was developing it really in a research lab. And, and that's what we like. So getting in contact with, contact with founders, researchers, and then who can found a company later on. That's what we are especially excited about. And that's great. And I believe the conditions, they change from the case to case. So it's not something that is, uh, uh, let's say, the same thing for everyone. Uh, the conditions depend on the industry, depend on the background of the founders and so on. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it completely depends on the industry. You are completely right. But on the other side, there are some factors which are similar for, for each investment case, which is, for example, technical defensibility maybe software, maybe hardware, and addressing a big problem and team characteristics are also really important no matter what you're doing in the end. But yeah, case by case, we, we have a different perspective on, on, on the case. That's, that's true. Okay, thank you. Uh, can you um, tell us a little bit uh, about European startup system? Because uh, we have uh, JCs who are from other countries, not only from Europe, and it could be very interesting for them. Mm -hmm. I think that the European startup system is getting more and more exciting, I would say. So if you look back to the last 10 years, we, we had not the most, not the biggest successes in, in Europe or some, some nice companies. For example, in Germany, we have a big e-commerce player, which is Salando, or in, 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 from Sweden, there's, um, there's uh, Spotify, for example, and now they're coming some some fintech solutions out of UK, but not the most successful companies in terms of multi-billion um, like players like from the US or from, from China. So um, I think we are, but we have a really strong basis for, for achieving that in the future. I think we are in Europe overall super diverse. We have a lot of different countries with a lot of different people, which is, is great for building multinational companies in the end. It's a bit of a struggle to bring that all together, but you have a lot of multi-talent, multi I, would, I would say, in, in Europe. You have really strong universities, you have really strong engineering people in Europe, especially also in Eastern Europe, which is great for, for engineering, for software development. And so I'm, I'm seeing a strong development over the next 10, 20 years in Europe because of this basis of, of universities, talent, and also capital coming now more and more to Europe. So like Sequoia um, opening a first office in, in, in Europe now, but there are also other funds coming from, from US to Germany, which shows a strong interest. So later stage funding is also maturing and getting more interest. 
And I, I'm, I'm really positive. I think also we have a strong industry in Europe. There's something especially in, in Germany where you can later on startups can offer solutions to established players, which is really important. And I'm seeing now a shift from the B2C area who was where that was really dominant the last 10 years um, with everything related to the consumer. Now I'm seeing a really strong um, dynamic from B2C to also B2B and uh, digitalizing different solutions. So I'm, I'm super positive about the next years. Okay, great. So basically, I think you covered my next question about the future of investments generally. Uh, but uh, regarding your opinion about the future of investments, uh, do you believe that generally it's uh, the tendency for European Union generally, or there are some differences between the countries? Let's say, is it somehow different in Germany? Are there any um, industries that will be leading, or you believe that it will be more or less the same for the whole European Union? Uh, that, that's, a, that's a really good question. I think there are a lot of similarities between the different countries. Nonetheless, I, I would assume some countries are stronger in, in certain areas. For example, in, in Germany, we have a lot of these traditional engineering skills based on building cars because we have a strong car industry, but also robotics and the, the famous German Mittelstand or all these mid-sized companies who are producing certain elements uh, and are suppliers for really important solutions. So we have a strong industry focus here, while, for example, other, other countries have maybe a stronger banking service-oriented focus. So that might be some differences because you are, have a different surrounding by country. Some countries maybe are super digital, some more industry, some more service, banking. So that's, that might be some differences. But as every country is super close in, in Europe and they, you're quickly exchanging to different regions and as a lot of things inside the European Union, so trading is also easy, you quickly build a solution not only for one country, but you build a solution for addressing the French market or the UK market or the Dutch market. So you are easily in adapting to different countries. So that's why I think... Yes, countries are different in the beginning, but then later on, when you want to be successful, you quickly go into different countries and you have to because each country is too small. This may be a way which people need to consider when founding a company. But yeah, good question, actually, whether there are certain expertise of some countries in building something up. I also have to, have to look at the data. I mean, there are some countries which bring up a lot of fintech, but or bring a lot of e-commerce. So, but yeah. I think each country has some successful players in each field. So I think we are pretty similar as Europeans, have some cultural differences, but overall, every, every country makes up strong solutions. Okay, thank you, Nicholas. Can you give us some recommendations, let's say, uh, for people who want to learn more about the investment, about deep tech investment, basically, probably any kind of books or courses or websites or whatever you believe that could be interesting for people who want to learn more about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm personally a big fan of YouTube in general, I mean, because you can really find amazing videos about technologies, about companies, about analysts talking about companies. I mean, if you look at the look at the content which is available, for example, on Tesla Tesla online about understanding what battery they're using, what they're doing in production and manufacturing. That's just incredible. I mean, you, you won't find a book who tells you all that. And that's 
also existing for a lot of different companies, industries. So that's, that's amazing overall. Um, we personally, uh, yeah, we also have a look at the traditional online newspapers like TechCrunch, for example, or Crunchbase, but we try to be open-minded to, to a wide field of, of newspapers, podcasts. I'm personally also a big fan of podcasts. There are some German podcasts. I, I'm not so familiar with international podcasts, but I like to do that because I'm, yeah, in the morning, I need to have me half an hour in the car to, to drive to work. So I like to hear to a podcast and it's really interesting to hear about other entrepreneurs. And um, yeah, that's how I try to educate myself. We have some, we applied for some newspaper crawler where you get all the news uh, in, in one email, what's going on in the industry, where the funding rounds. I think there's a lot of stuff available Yeah, that, that helps to, to, to keep up to date. And then there are some bigger databases, for example, CB Insights, which bring you really fundamental analysis of certain industry. We like to use that when we go, for example, into a due diligence process with one company and we need a lot of data and information that we go there. And yeah, that's how we, how we inform ourselves. Great. Thank you very much, Niklas. Uh, one more question from me to you. If you can give some recommendations to people who want to build their own companies, but but uh, having difficulties with finding the investors. Um, mm -hmm. Can you give some recommendations or probably some steps to follow in order to be able to find investors found they come? Yeah. I mean, there are different ways, but what I would personally do is, first of all, you need to build up a network in the industry you are in. That's how you also find different people who are investors. Or you find a customer who then recommends you to an investor, or you find an you go to an accelerator program or incubation program and they recommend you to an investor or you go to university who knows specific people who invest in that area. That's the one approach. You need to build up your own network and that's hard work and you need a lot of dedication to find the right investor. It's not easy, and, um, but you need to do that work. On the other side, there are databases also. I'm giving you an overview about which investors and which invest in which countries. I think that's really good because there are also some some international events, for example, Hello Tomorrow. It's an, I think it's an event which is hosted in Paris. They have a big deep tech event and they're also publishing all the investors coming to the event, which areas they're investing. So that's really giving you transparency over, over the industry. The last point I would do is really look at your role models in your industry. So what are companies which you are admiring and how you want to be, if you're, for example, in the, in the software space and HubSpot or Spotify or Shopify are big companies. Look into the capital structure and see who was the early investor in this company because they have a special angle of understanding these specific companies if you are in this industry also. So look around who are your role models and who are the investors behind your role models. And that's what I would do. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Nicholas. And uh, you mentioned the databases. Uh, what is the way to get involved in the database, let's say, to become a part of the database? How is it happening? To, to become part of the database or to get yes. access? I mean, uh, for example, to access the database uh, or because you mentioned that you are using the database in order to find, let's say, interesting uh, business ideas. Uh, so my question is how to become uh, um, a participant, let's say, who is in this database? I mean, for example, we use Deal Room, Deal Room which is, I think, based in, in the Netherlands. And yeah, we, we contacted them and have a license to, to access to the database. And they 
also take our data if we do investments, for example, and we inform them. So it's a back and forth. Yeah, that's our crunch base, contacting them and getting getting a license in the end and being in exchange. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you very much. If you could uh, tell us a couple of words of uh, the plans of your company in the next couple of years, let's say, how do you see it in the future of your company? Yeah, we we are super positive about the future. We we see a lot of, as I mentioned before, we see a lot of investment opportunities coming up, a lot of talented people gathering. Uh, despite COVID, more and more companies have been founded, so people are brave and, and want to change the world, which makes us really positive. We're seeing a stronger uh, connection between engineering people and business people, which is really important to build up the strong companies, which, which in the end are defensible and have strong technology, but on the other side, you need also business people. So these, these, are, these different fields are emerging. That's, that's really great. Um, we really have a strong bet on technology. We, we want to build up technology companies. We definitely need that. And we're really positive that there come up, will come up two, three leading companies out of Europe who have the same dominance as a Tesla or as an Amazon or as a Tencent from, from other regions. And that's what we need. And there we need to work together. We need to unite countries and people and, and build up great companies. And we want to be a part of it. We want to be hands-on, really finding the right people, connecting them. And that's our vision for the future. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you very much, Nicholas. I hope that everything will be just perfect for your company and generally for the future of the investment. Uh, one more question from me regarding Estonia, um, because I know that this is the country that is building a lot of the kinds of businesses inside the country in the digital form. What is your opinion about that? Uh, do you know any other cases where in the country it's possible to open uh, the company without going personally to a certain place, just doing everything in electronically? Or this is the only case that exists in Europe? I mean, we are pretty open for all Eastern countries, or we are excited Eastern and Nordic countries because they are really strong in engineering. They have a lot of great people coming up and building impressive software, hardware. So uh, we are pretty open to, to get in contact with all of them. Okay, if that great. answers your question. <laughs> oh, well, a bit. Basically, uh, I know that in Estonia, uh, uh, people can uh, basically start a company without even going to a certain place. So let's say... Uh, okay, that's what you meant. Ah, sorry. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's completely impressive. I, I completely would support that. Actually, in Germany, it's not so easy to found a company. Um, you, we really need to improve our processes there. It's, it's actually quite complex and requires lawyers and, and different stuff. So... I think there we also need to learn from, from Estonia, for example, how they are doing it more easy, that it encourages people to really found companies. I, I definitely support that. And Germany there has a lot of bureaucracy in different areas and also in this one. So, um, yeah, we should learn from that for, for sure. Thank you very much, Niklas. Uh, it was a great interview. Uh, I wanted to ask you if you have some words uh, to the people who are listening to us, if you want to recommend something to them. I think yeah, I, I would encourage everyone to, to follow their dreams and, and invest and invest their time in building great technologies, products, it's possible, the money is out there to be financed, um, really invest in your product and build something which really adds value to the customer and then you will find money. 
the money is not the limiting factor anymore if you compare it to 10 years ago. There are so many funds coming up, so many money coming into Europe, uh, which want to invest in startups. So it's the best time to found a company. There are a lot of technologies outside which you can use and leverage to build your own product. So um, it's an amazing time to build a company. And that's what I would uh, tell everyone. Can I ask you one more question? Are there any limits in the nationality? So let's say you mentioned uh, you had a Russian company. What about basically people who are outside of European Union? Can uh, they build a company in European Union or it's, it will be difficult for them? Sure, no, of course. I think it's, it's great. And they should definitely found their company here. And I think it's possible. I mean, Yeah, maybe some legal struggles in the beginning, but overall, uh, definitely a great, great opportunity to do, which I would recommend everyone. Oh, thank you very much, Nicholas. It was a great talk. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Have a nice Bye -bye. day. Bye-bye.